Hey everyone, Logan here with a quick announcement. Unfortunately, Pot5R will be taking a break from the show for the month of April. No new episodes of the main show or any additional content will be released next month. Patrons at all tier levels will have their subscriptions paused and you will not be charged for the month. Unfortunately, April is an extremely busy month for all of us and we are not going to have the time that we need to create the level of content that we think that you all deserve as listeners. All of the content this month will still be coming out as planned, and we will resume our normal schedule at the beginning of May. Uh, We're truly sorry to all of our listeners and offer our deepest apologies and hope that you all understand. That's all I've got. Now on to the show. At the dawn of civilization, the greatest philosophers determined that the world was composed of the five rings. Air, earth, fire, water, and the void. This is Podcast of the Five Rings. Welcome back. What is up? This is Podcast of the Five Rings. How is everyone doing today? Hello, Nick. Great. Doing good. Super good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Let's go around the table and remind everybody who we have playing. Let's start with Heath. Hello, everyone. My name is Heath, also known as Caillou Tomo. That was kind of backwards there. I was going to say yeah. Caillou of the family Tomo, but <laughs> that's not right. I staked my honor. And I'm willing to stand by my words. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Next, we have Logan. Logan, what is up? Burdine, everything is up. Everything mm-hmm. is topsy turvy for Soshi no Borazu now that we're in Odosan Uchi and we don't know who we can trust after losing Yasushi. <gasps> Ooh. Mm. Wow. It's so true. Finally, we have Zach. <laughs> What's up, Zach? What up? Um, you come on, can't you hear? Um, and I would just like to pour one out for my boy. Um, Not on the carpet. <laughs> Your boy, Yasushi. Yeah, Yasushi. And um, yeah. All right. It's getting crazy. R.I.P. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. You were loved. I'll pour one out too, but into my in mouth. You. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Big nice sip for him. Previously on Podcast of the Five Rings... The samurai sat in audience with the Emerald Champion Idemakujin. He had admitted his fear there is a conspiracy in Rokugan against the office of the Emerald Champion and possibly against the Empire as a whole. He has no concrete evidence, but he believes the myriad events which has taken place in Rokugan over the past few months are just too suspicious to be purely coincidental. He started by pointing out the death of the former Emerald Champion and Crane Clan Champion Doji Satsume. He was found dead in the Emerald Champion's castle at the foot of the stairs leading up to his private rooms at the top of the palace's main tower. Healers were called to attend to him, but his body was already cold. They were unable to detect any wound or poison and thus determined the death was due to natural causes. If poison was used, it was undetectable and therefore extremely rare. It is also possible that Satsume simply died of an untimely heart attack. Regardless, Satsume's body was ceremonially cremated soon after his death. Ruby Champion and Interim Emerald Champion, Agasha Sumiko, launched her own investigation into Satsume's death. She ruled the cause of death inconclusive. 
Shortly after Makujin became Emerald Champion, he ordered that Sumiko give him the notes on Satsume's death, only to find that those notes had accidentally been destroyed in a fire. Since Satsume's passing, lots of big things have been happening in Rokugan, especially the Lion Crane War, and no one has brought up the mysterious circumstances surrounding his death. Makujin believes there is more to this. The material evidence may be long gone by now, but he wants the party to now investigate the people who would have motive to kill him. He primarily suspects the Crane Clan. The current reigning Crane Champion is Satsume's son, Doji Hoturi. Satsume and Hoturi had a famously unhealthy relationship as Satsume was known for being a cruel, callous man and Hoturi was remarkably unmoved by his father's death. Mere weeks after ascending to the top of Crane leadership, Hoturi became embroiled in the bloodiest war Rokugan had seen in generations. Under his leadership, the Crane has gone on to claim large swaths of land from their mortal enemies, the Lion Clan. Makujin also suspects Hoturi's uncle and Satsume's brother-in-law, Kakita Yoshi, of somehow being involved. Yoshi is the daimyo of the Kakita family, and until shortly before Satsume's death, was the personal aide to the emperor himself. Yoshi is an expert diplomat, a brilliant strategist, and one of the most powerful men in the courts of Rokugan. However, his skill as a leader and politician was overshadowed time and time again by his brother-in-law, the renowned master of court, Doji Satsume. Yoshi is also well known for keeping grudges and using his power to dishonor those who would cross him. Makujin believes one, or both of these men, Hoturi and Yoshi, worked with a potential host of accomplices to murder Satsume. Both men were known to be very unhappy with Satsume, and since his death have gained a great deal of power. He also believes that Agasha Sumiko may have played a role in Satsume's death. Makujin finds it suspicious that she would express such curiosity into the case and undergo a thorough investigation, only to declare the case inconclusive, have all the notes destroyed, and then never bring it up again. The Emerald Champion also expressed his suspicions of the Mantis Clan. Since the outbreak of the war, the Mantis have become tight trading partners with the Crane and have profited a great deal from the conflict. The Mantis ambassador at court, Hasegawa, has deep contacts across Orosan Uchi and seems to have a hatred for the Lion Clan as well. Makujin believes he could somehow be involved too. However, Makujin's fears do not end there. The Crane Clan has been calling for the disbandment of the Tortoise Clan after news broke that they were involved in a massive drug operation with Gaijin smugglers. The Crane also call for the Tortoise's lands, most notably the strategically located city of Slow Tide Harbor. If the Crane were to gain control of Slow Tide Harbor, combined with the territory they've conquered through the war with the Lion, the Crane would control almost all of the land surrounding Otosanuchi. Makujin believes Crane ambitions may be larger than simply defeating their ancient enemy. As a response to mounting tensions across Rokugan, Makujin has proposed the expansion of the Imperial Legions, only to have the proposal shot down and rumors begin to circulate that he himself is planning to stage a coup. Also, much to his chagrin, funding for the city guard within Otosanuchi has been cut, forcing Makujin to deploy troops from the Imperial Legions in the capital just to keep order encounter any potential threats. This of course only adds fuels to the rumors that he is plotting to take over the city. Afraid that whoever killed Satsume might also be plotting against him as well, 
Makujin has moved out of the Emerald Champion's quarters in the Imperial Palace and into the Unicorn Embassy, where he trusts in his own clan samurai to protect him and vet everyone who seeks an audience. He confided that he now seeks the help of the party, as they have already proven themselves as loyal warriors who put the survival of Rokugan above their own, and as samurai capable of preserving against impossible odds. Hearing all of this, Tomo challenged the Emerald Champion. He bluntly asked Makujin what was in it for him, and reminded the aging unicorn that he was not his lord. Tomo stated that he believed Makujin's concerns were not his own. Astounded and offended by the crab's audacity and lack of respect, Makujin promptly reminded Tomo that he was Emerald Champion, arbiter of Imperial Law, head of the Imperial Legions, and second-in-command only to the Emperor himself. An order from him was as good as law, and any samurai who adhered to Boshido should be honored to carry out his commands. Tomo incited Makujin by telling him that if he were as courageous and powerful as he claims to be, then he wouldn't need their help. And after all, what has he done for them to trust him? Makujin fired back by informing Tomo of the rumors surrounding his own clan, that Kuniyori is making suspect pilgrimages into the Shadowlands, where whispers abound that Crab Clan champion Hidakisada is mustering an army to march against Odosan Uchi. Insulted, Makujin excused the party from his audience. Outside of the Unicorn Embassy, a visibly angry Kuniyakari chastised Tomo for his cowardice. She believed this was an opportunity for them to do some genuine good and stand for something bigger than themselves. Tomo would not hear it. Jaded and cynical, he declared that he would not be used as a pawn by some politician. Later, the party decided to unwind after the tense confrontation with the Emerald Champion by playing games at the Otomo Guesthouse. They played late into the night, enjoying a game which Yasushi designed, something called a role-playing game. That night, while everyone was asleep, disaster struck the Otomo guesthouse. The party woke up to the smell of smoke and cries from servants in the guesthouse courtyard. Investigating the commotion, the party found three figures, cloaked in black, laying fire to the exterior of the Otomo guesthouse, focusing on what appeared to be the room where Yoshi's armor was kept. Springing into action, the party noticed that both Yasushi and Tsubasa were conspicuously absent. Investigating the guest house, Tomo found Yasushi laying in his bed, his throat slit and his bed covered in blood. At the far end of the room, another cloaked figure sat dead, blood flowing from the knife wound in his chest. Standing in the center of the room was Bayushi Tsubasa. He explained that he heard a suspicious noise coming from Yasushi's room, and when he came to investigate, found the ninja who ended Yasushi's life. This ninja attacked Tsubasa, but Tsubasa managed to take the ninja's knife and kill him in self-defense. Meanwhile, the samurai guarding the Forbidden City bore down on the ninja laying fire to the guesthouse and killed them handily. In combat, they were no match for the highly trained Imperial Guard. Once the ninja were killed, Tsubasa led the party away from the guesthouse, claiming that he had urgent news. He presented the party a letter written by Yasushi. In it, Yasushi chronicled everything he learned about the party since their arrival into the Otomo guesthouse. In particular, he recounted the story Yoshi told him about Shiro Hiruma, Jigoku, and the Kuni ritual which bound him to his armor. 
Yasushi also noted a mysterious darkness in the armor and declared his intention to look into it. The Scorpion also revealed that Yasushi had written heartfelt letters to each members of the party, seemingly as a farewell. Tsubasa said that since moving into the guest house, Yasushi had been spying on them, taking detailed notes, and then sending these notes to someone. Who he may have been sending these notes to, or who else may have intercepted this information, he was not sure, but concluded that the Otomo family were not to be trusted. For the time being, Tsubasa proposed that the party gather their things and the armor and move into the Scorpion Embassy. He assured that the Scorpion would never let something like this happen on their own grounds, and that Yoga Wardmasters would be able to keep the armor safe. Finally, he promised that the Scorpion would make it their personal mission to get to the bottom of whoever coordinated this heinous act. So, where are we now? Uh, did we scorpion. go? Were we just going to the Scorpion Embassy? Like there? Yeah. Curtain, curtain rises. We're at Scorpion is, Embassy. Is it a bright, shining morning? It's a bright, shining morning. It is the day of the first day of court. It's the first day of court. Woo! This would be the first day of the boar. And I, I go to my closet that Subasa has uh, left for me, and I pull out my my fine silks, and I I touch them, and I reminisce about Yasushi and how he picked he picked out the design for me, and I get a little <laughs> choked up, and I turn the corner, and I say, "Hey, you okay, man?" Yeah, man, I'm I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when I when I went in there and saw Yasushi's lifeless body, I mean. At first, I thought he deserved it, but now I just don't know, man. Since moving into the Scorpion Embassy, the uh, attendants of the embassy have promised that the Scorpion will look into the incident and find out who was to blame for it. That's good. I, I don't know if I can trust the Scorpion more than the Otomo, but I guess uh, better the devil I know than <laughs> the devil I don't know. <laughs> Uh, and while you're kind of in your room looking through your silks, uh, a servant comes to you and reminds you that you have a meeting with the Hida in um, in about half an hour. Oh, I better uh, look my best. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, take a quick little bath and shave my my little boy hairs off my face and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put on my silks and get ready. Okay. Uh, right, so Tomo has a meeting with the Hida representative that he set up the day before. Uh, while he's doing that, um, is there anything that Burrow and Kenshi want to do? Just as a reminder, this is the first day of court, and you've been told roughly um, that there's going to be like a parade of clans that's going to take up most of the day, and then followed by uh, like a commencement banquet, more or less, for the start of um, court. Okay, did we get the permit for our weapons? No, you have not received that yet. What was the last lead that we got on that? It was that there deer was... guy I was going to give him. Was, was, or no, that unicorn guy was going to give it to us, wasn't he? Ide Makujin, the Emerald Champion. Yeah. He was, but yeah, he's definitely not. <sighs> Maybe we could talk to some Scorpion. <laughs> we could talk to Supercell probably now. Let's go talk yeah. to Supercell. Well, I I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty interested in the letter that Yasushi wrote Subasa that he chose not to share with us. How are you? Yeah. So anyway, I can... Uh, you can try to talk to Subasa about it. Yeah, yeah. I wanna, I wanna. So I wake up in the morning, you know, first day of court. I, uh, I don't get as sentimental about about putting on the robes that you know Yasushi helped me pick out, but I throw on my my black and red 
uh, what was it? It was like a Sakura tree, right, on it? Yes. And, uh, or no, it was the red maple. Was it the maple? I think it was the maple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I put on my robe with the with the red with the red maple and black like, and red silk. Looks like pot leaves. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, he's, 420. The, he's the he's the Canadian samurai. <laughs> um I I spend a little time uh polishing my crab mempo. Nice. Take off my mask for the first time in a while, you know, mm. let let my eyeballs breathe <laughs> and uh <laughs> polish that bad boy up before yeah, going and looking for Subasa. Uh, to ask him about his letter that Yasushi left for him. Okay, yeah, uh, and you find Subasa in his quarters, um, in the embassy. Uh, and uh, yeah, how do you how do you approach him? What do you say? Um, I walk in and I'm like, oh. and Kenshi, are you with him? Yeah, I wanted to go talk to him too. Right on, uh, Kenshi, come join me. Join me speaking with Subasa. Yeah, dude, something's going on. Something's fishy. Just walk in. Good morning, Subi. <laughs> He says, good morning. I hope you're looking forward to court today. Uh, yes, I'm quite excited. It's been a very eventful few days here at the Capitol, don't you think? Oh, extremely eventful. And not in a good way. You are, <laughs> you are correct. We have lost so much, including our dear friend Yasushi. But I was, I was enlightened by the kind words that he left behind. And, and you know, I think that before we go into into court we could all be uplifted by all of the words that that he left for all of us and i noticed that you chose not to share yours and (laughs) (laughs) well i just you know all of our messages were really were really beautiful and inspiring and i think that i think that the rest of the crew could really do with some of yoshi some of yasushi's wise words from beyond the grave and he says yasushi is not someone to mourn over he was spying on you you should be remember you should be reminded of this. Um, but other than that, um, you're going to have to make a skill check to try to get it from him. Okay. What what uh, what skill and what ring are you going to use? I'd say that was pretty courteous, right? I felt like I was being nice. Sure, you can use courtesy. Um, we'll do courtesy... Uh, courtesy water? Okay, make a courtesy water check. I can help you with courtesy too. Sweet. Yeah, come on. Come on, Subi. It'll be cool. This is going to be a TN3. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. You know, I'm going to use a void point, too. Okay, I got three successes and one strife. And that brings you up to how much strife? Six. Six. Okay. Wow. Starting off the day a little strifed. Well, doesn't it go down from us sleeping or anything? Oh, that's right. Okay, so when you sleep... It goes down to uh, zero, doesn't it? No, it's your water ring times two. Oh, that's how much it's reduced by. Okay, so then I am at I'm at two two strife right now. Okay, you passed, and uh, Subasa says, um, "I, you really should know, Yasushi was not your friend, but I understand that you came to like him during your stay at the Otomo guest house, and it might be good for you to have a little bit of closure." And uh, he pulls out the letter, and he hands it over to you. You open it, and it says, To Subasa, Duty above all. Signed, One Who Understands, Otomo Yasushi. And that's it. Jeez. Duty to all? Duty above all. Oh, duty above all. Signed, One Who Understands. Hmm. Hmm. Thought-provoking. What is his duty? Is a... 
Suba says, is there uh, any leads on where he was sending the letters about us to? Who knows what connections he may have had in the city. He might have been selling himself out and selling the information to somebody and inform it within the city. Who knows who it could be. Or the Otomo are known for collecting information for the emperor in Otosanuchi. He may have had a higher up within his own family that he may have been reporting to. And who knows what intentions they may have had. Well, thank you for sharing the letter, Subasa. It wasn't what I was expecting, and I agree that he wasn't our f- I, he's not our friend in the end with the things that he's done, but he was still a kind man. We can't judge those by the duties that they must fulfill. We are Scorpion. We know that. He tells you that he personally will be looking in, into what happened and finding out who was responsible for it. I look forward to hearing about what you find out. Let me know if you need any help. And he tells you guys, he says to you guys that uh, this is going to be the first day of court and that um, he turns to Burrow first and he says that the Scorpion clan will be meeting um, at about 9 a.m. to gather everybody in the clan and uh, organize themselves before the parade. He turns to Kenshi and says that the Lion clan will be be doing the same thing at the same time at the Lion embassy and that you should report there. Of course. Uh, And before leaving, he warns you guys that... uh, this first day of court, this parade and this banquet that everyone will be going to uh, will be a wonderful opportunity to um, showcase your skills in court to the, to uh, Otosanuchi and uh, to your higher-ups and to the emperor. But all eyes will be on you, and if you fail, everyone will notice. All right. Okay. Let's move to Tomo. Here I am. And <laughs> after after hearing that bit of information, uh, I would like to increase my courtesy from one to two. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to use some of my banked experience. Ironically, nice. the experience that I gained from being so discourteous to the emerald champion i'm going to use to increase my courtesy <laughs> well you know you've been around you've been in otis on uchi for a few days now a couple of days at least uh and you've been around other people who have been using their skills in courtesy and maybe you're thinking it you know maybe you should reflect on what they've been doing and apply to some of your own techniques that way exactly i've learned from my mistakes really tomo you are you you travel to the crab embassy in um the echo hike and uh, you tell the attendants that you're there for your meeting with Hida Rico, who's kind of more or less the representative of the Hida family here at court. Um, and you're brought in, and you're taken into audience with Hida Rico. And she says, Honorable Kayutomo, governor of Clearwater Village, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. How can I help you? I bow deeply. Thank you, Hidariko, for seeing me on such a momentous day. I'm sure there are many things that need tending to today on the opening of Winter Court, and I appreciate you taking the time to meet with me. Of course. As you know, I've traveled into the Shadowlands with the aid of Hida Hachiro and with the aid of many other members of the Hida family, and 
They were of great assistance to me, so I want to do my best to serve the Hida family. On my way to Odosanuchi, I had a very troubling experience in the Shinomen Forest. Well, regarding the Shinomen Forest. It seems that the Yasuki family has been taking lumber from the Shinomen Forest and shipping it all around Rokugan, and particularly a lot of that wood has been going to Clearwater Village, and subsequently down to the wall and throughout the Crablands. I fear that this, this wood may be tainted, and Yasuki Taka knows about this problem and r- refuses to do anything about it. She says that is quite a claim to make. Yasuki Taka has a strong reputation and is an honorable member of our clan, the head of the Yasuki family, and he's an extremely vital member of the crab war effort against the Shadowlands. What what makes you say this? How, how can you stand on these grounds? Well, I had crafted a bow from this wood, from the Shinoman Forest, and, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but it was a damn fine bow. As it should be from a member of the Caillou Engineering School. Naturally, naturally. <laughs> but when I attempted to fire this bow at a, a spirit that was enraged by the the actions going on in the Shinoman forest, my bow snapped and refused to move, refused to fire. Clearly there was some evil spirit within this wood, within the lumber from the forest, which raised my concerns, and so I was forced to investigate further and found that Yasuki Taka knew of this this malady, this taint in the, the Shinoman forest and refused to do anything about it. You brought this up to him? I did. She says, I heard that you uh, had a confrontation with him. Unfortunately, it's been news across all of the Crab Embassy. Everyone has heard about the tone you took with the Merchant King, Yasuki Taka. And she says that you need to be very careful talking to people of such authority here in Odosanuchi. Um... She says that Yasuki Taka is not somebody that you want to cross unless you have the means to back up what you're saying. And she says, so what do you expect me to do about any of this? What do you want me to do? How are the Hida or my influence coming into this? Well, I I fear that the the taint that's in this wood could put all of Rokugan in danger. If we're making weapons, if we're fortifying our walls with wood that doesn't doesn't function how it's supposed to, I mean, what's the point of, of having the glorious ability of the engineers from the Crablands if the materials we're using are faulty? It, it won't do us any good. She says that she knows what wood you're talking about from the Shinomen, and uh, reports across the wall say that it is extremely high quality and that it ha- nobody has had an issue using it uh, on the walls defending themselves against the hordes of the Shadowlands. And that she doesn't know anything about what you're saying. Maybe now. But if Yasuki Taka continues destroying the Shinomen Forest and defiling the lands, I fear that the taint that took over my bow may soon spread. To all the other lumber that has been exported from there. She asks you if you have your bow with you. I or do. She would like to see it. 
Well, it, it's uh, I, I we can yeah. assume that you brought it with you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hand her my bow, and now look, it it looks and functions as a bow should now, but I tell you, what I saw when I tried to use this weapon was something I've never seen before, and my allies would would back me up on this statement. She says, if it's tainted, then how would you get it through the walls of Otosanuchi into the Echo Hike? And she explains to you about the uh, the jade Tori gates, which prevent any tainted things from entering into the city. She says, if this were tainted, then this wouldn't have been allowed through. Priests would have caught it and confiscated it and destroyed it immediately. I mean, it, it may not be the kind of taint that those Tori gates are, are detecting. I, I don't know. I am not... I'm not a Shugenja. I don't study these matters. I I don't know what happened to my bow, but I'm an archer, and I know that it didn't function properly. I'm an engineer. I know that that wood wasn't doing what it's supposed to. And you can take my word for it or not, but I'm here to raise the alarm as a concerned crab because I care about my clan. Tomo, make a make a skill check. About a... Uh... I'll I'll let you use what skill check you think would be most appropriate. And whatever ring. I'm maybe either like maybe a courtesy check, maybe like a smithing check. Depends on what angle you want to take. If you want to focus on the bow and you want to focus on it not working correctly and and your analysis of how uh, it didn't work when it was supposed to. I think that would be a smithing check. If you want to simply appeal to um, her rank and trying to appeal to like getting her on your side, uh, then I think that might be more of a courtesy thing. It yeah. kind of just depends on what angle I, you want to I think take. I want to try and get her on my side here. I okay. mean, she knows that I'm a skilled warrior and engineer. I, I want her to see my side of the story and, and believe me because, yeah, it sounds like she kind of just doesn't believe me at this point. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to make a... Maybe a courtesy reason, so courtesy earth. Okay. Um, it's gonna. It was going to be a TN4, but since you're using your earth ring, it's going to be a three. Sweet. Nice. All right, make her see reason. Oh, she is about to see some reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got that big reason energy over here. <laughs> That's going to be four successes and two strife. Four successes and two strife. Yeah, right. and, and I get the two strife by really trying to maintain my composure. Mm-hmm. I, you're so mad. You're sick of dealing with this guy. This lady? No, I'm talking about Taka, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, Tomo, what does that bring your strife up to? Uh, I'm at two now. Yeah, okay. Perfect. And she hears your story. And she sees the conviction in your eyes. She picks up on um, everything that you're saying and the... And, uh, you know, she's thinking that some, maybe there's some truth to your story. That maybe there's something there. She says that um, Taka is an extremely powerful person. She says maybe you don't quite fully understand how par- powerful he is. And he's an extremely influential person, especially here in Otosanuchi. And she kind of leans into you and she says, you know, between you and I, I'm not sure how much I trust him. She says that he almost acts independently here in Otosanuchi. It's almost like he's acting out of his own interests more than he is out of the crab's interest. 
She says it's it's a careful game to play because he does benefit our clan quite a bit with wealth and natural resources. But there's something about him. I don't know if I trust him entirely. And she says if he were up to something, it might point toward the Sheenaman Forest. There might be a, a connection here between something that he's doing wrong and this wood that you're talking about. She says, have you been... Hmm. Have you been to the Karada District Government Office? And she says, it's uh, it's in the Karada... It's, it's the, the center of the Karada District power. Um, she explains to you that Yasuki Taka is extremely involved in the district government office um and that he's uh he he's he's really influential in that office i have not but i i heard that office was was hard to get into that seemed to be closed at strange times and yeah she she confirms what you've heard and and she says that it's been very suspicious He's coming. He comes and goes from that office. That office quite often, and he's become really close friends with uh, the Karada District Governor Hiruma Miroke. She says that Rico says that uh, it would probably be a good idea to maybe look into Hiruma Miroke and the Karada District Government Office. He might be up to something. Okay, I. I will do my best to get in contact with, with Miroke. Will will he be attending court? Will we see him? Uh, Hiruma Miroke. She she lives uh, in Otosanuchi and she's uh, a pretty prominent figure. Um, and she may be coming and going from certain uh, courtly activities. Uh, she'll definitely be like in the parade today, though. Okay. Thank you, Hidoriko. I appreciate you hearing my story. And and she says, "Let me know if you find anything." I'll I'll do my best. And before I leave, there's one other thing I'd like to bring to your attention. And excuse me, but this matter requires a bit of discretion. And I I want to just basically tell her what Ide Makujin told me. Oh. Um, about some sort of conspiracy against the the Emerald Champion and against the empire in general. And um, I want to specifically tell her that there were concerns that Hida Kisaka was involved in some sort of coup and that Kuniyori may be somehow implicated. Uh, and she knows exactly what rumors you've talked about or that you're mentioning here. And she says that... Of course, none of that is true. That Kirinota Sanuchi people make up rumors and rumors spread easily um and she believes that whoever's starting these rumors about Kisada and Kuniyori are just trying to weaken the crab by making them look bad um and she and she says that there's a lot of power to rumors there's a lot of power to what people believe here in the capital and she's not sure where those rumors are starting or where they're coming from but she doesn't believe that they're true at all the idea that Kisada is trying to start a coup against the against the capital, she laughs it off and she says that's ridiculous. And she explains to you that there is an armor the Kisada is forming his armies in the Crablands, but that's because he's planning to strike against the Shadowlands. And 
people took that information and are trying to warp it for their own uses. I, I didn't believe it either, but I just wanted to bring it to your attention. She says it's always an uphill battle for the crab mm-hmm. in the capital. Yeah, and she tells you that anti-crab propaganda comes up all the time in uh, Oda Sanuchi. Yeah, it's because we're from the South. They just, they don't see things the way we do. Hidariko, before I go, I, I want to ask your opinion. Should I should I trust Ide Makujin? He's, because I assume I kind of told her about I gave her the whole rundown because... Man, you told her everything? I told her everything because I didn't really appreciate Ide Makujin putting that on me. <laughs> and uh, Putting that sass on. Yeah. And so I... And because, you know, I'm a crab and I, I report to the crab and I believe in duty. But not, not duty to people that, you know, aren't from my clan, really. <laughs> but I, I want to ask her if she thinks that I should... If I should follow Ide Makujin's request. Okay, well, first of all, you're telling her the story of everything that Makujin told you, and she looks really concerned. And um, she says, oh, hold on, hold on. And uh, she, she calls in some servants, and she makes some commands, and um, they come in and they start recording everything that you're saying. Hmm. Okay. Um, and, and then she's kind of, she's, she's saying, you know, like, okay. And he said, what? And she's making you kind of repeat specific sections of it, report, repeat some specific information that you said. And, uh, she's speaking to the servants and she's making sure that they're recording everything that you're saying. Hidarika, where were these, where were these recorders when I was telling you about Yasuki Taka? (laughs) 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 She says that, well, this is, this is. Very big news. Uh, and she says that everything that Makujin is saying here sounds extremely troubling and like there might be some credence to that. Um, she lets you know that she's going to look into talk on her own as well. Okay. Uh, but that all this news that you're saying about Makujin, what he said, that sounds pretty heavy. That sounds pretty serious. And it sounds like this is something that maybe should be looked into. Uh, she says in terms of Makujin being trusted... Uh, she tells you that he's a renowned military leader within the Unicorn Clan. He's highly respected. Um, he's extremely well trusted. Uh, he might seem a little strange in the courts of Odosanuchi, but that's because he mostly doesn't really have too much of a political background. He's really more of a military background. Um, and that he seems a little out of place here in Odosanuchi. Which means he's probably somebody to trust. Okay. Again, please use discretion. Uh, Ide Makujin, for whatever reason, trusted me with this information. <laughs> and I, I don't want it to somehow seem like I'm an informant or, or whatnot, even if that is the truth. But uh, <laughs> just please exercise some discretion. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think that's that's all I wanted to discuss, so... I thank her for her time and say, I uh, need to get ready for this parade. Uh, really quick, Hidarika, what do you think of my, my silks? It is, <laughs> it is a, I, I believe, a beautiful mountain scene with the sun peeking over the mountains on the, on the crab lands. They're, they're exquisite, are they not? <laughs> <laughs> And she, she kind of laughs, and it says, it looks like you've adjusted quite well to the living in the capital. 
<laughs> Thank you. I, I it had, doesn't take long. I had some help from a from an old friend. <laughs> <laughs> you shed a tear. <laughs> A single tear. Uh, before you go, she says, thank you so much for reporting this information to me about Taka and about what Makujin said. You've given us here at the Crab Embassy quite a lot of information to work with. The pleasure is mine. Please let me know how I can serve. And I bow deeply and I head on out. Nice. Heck yeah. I'm gonna... Hmm. Good distraction from us being with Yoshi and the tainted stuff too. Yeah, true. Yeah. I'm going to have you gain three honor. Nice. Nice. I think, um, yeah, I think that was pretty honorable. You got this inf- You got this information about this higher up in Otis Donucci being afraid about some things going on in the capital, and the first thing you did was reported it to, like, your clan. So I think that's pretty honorable from a Bushido sense. Thank you. The GM giveth and he taketh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This next section, though, you guys better roll well, or else I'm going to be taking a lot. <laughs> Damn it. So, around 9 a.m., you guys are instructed to meet up with your, um, basically your clans at your respective embassies. Um, and when you arrive, you are brought in and you are made, you're making formal introductions with the rest of your clan, who, the people who are going to be serving in your clan uh, for the rest of Winter Court the next three months or so. Um, in particular, you are brought in and you're kind of expected to make a really good impression with the clan leadership within the city. Um, so, from Tomo and from uh, Kenshi, I'm going to need TN2 courtesy checks to try to make a good impression. Burrow, I'm going to say you already made a good impression with that letter you wrote. Oh, very nice. Uh, yeah, sick. Mechanical rewards. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I'll do mine in water. Okay. I got three successes. Three strife and one opportunity. Anything you want to do with that opportunity? I use the opportunity just to reduce two strife because I'm in water. Yeah, you can do that. Ew. So how much strife total do you have now? So I have three. Okay. Domo? All right. Uh, I'm in an earth stance because the crab love their earth stance. And yeah. I got three successes, one strife, and one opportunity. Yep. And I'd like to use that one opportunity to... Kind of try and get uh, Haruma Miroke's attention if she's there to sort of direct my uh, my my courtesies towards her towards everyone, but I, I want to specifically try and get her attention a little bit. Interesting. Let me. I got something for you then. Okay. Um. We'll go ahead and start with Tomo then. Um. So you you passed your courtesy check. You make a good impression on the leadership. Um. And uh, in particular, you do manage to find uh, Hiroma Miroke, who is considered kind of part of your leadership for your clan here in Winter Court. And you get a good look at her. Um. Hiroma Miroke is in her late twenties. She's short with straight black hair, and she wears a white and red braided cord in her hair. Hmm. Yeah. Is she good looking. She's attractive, yeah. She's attractive. Maybe a little old for me. I'm only like 16, right? Late 20s? I don't know. I mean, I mean old enough to get married. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. Yeah. Uh anyway, you get you get a good you get a good look at her and you definitely identify her and you 
you you spot her um and you wanted to specifically try to make a good impression on her yeah i mean maybe not even you know say or do anything directly to her but i just want to make sure she sees me and make sure she knows who i am yeah she definitely takes note of you okay so tomo aside from aside from miroke you also meet Hiruma Kage, who was the son of the Hiruma family daimyo. Kuni Fujiko, who I think you may have already met. She's the official ambassador of the Crab Clan in Odosanuchi. She lives there permanently, and she's kind of like the official go-to between Imperial Affairs and the Crab Clan. And finally representing the Crab Clan leadership at Winter Court is Yasuki Taka. Good old Yasuki Taka. Good old Taka. What does he look like when he sees me? Does he make a face? Oh, he makes a face. And he doesn't try to hide it. Because he's kind of Yasuki Taka and doesn't really have to try to impress you. Um, Yeah. By now, honestly, even though that only happened a couple days ago, basically everybody knows what happened between you and him. Word yeah. travels very quickly in Oda Sanuchi. All right. I'm, I'm making a reputation for myself. <laughs> there you go. You got new stuff? Yeah. Got that nice crab walk on you. Oh, yeah, got that crab walk. <laughs> crab uh, rave? Yeah, so as you might notice, uh, you have some some high-ranking leadership in uh, the crab uh, regarding winter court, but not a, not a ton. Most of the really high-ranking crab members of the clan are busy tending to their own affairs uh, near the wall in crab lands. Yeah, all this court nonsense. These people need to just be... Just get a job, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do Kenshi next. Um, Kenshi, you what? You you had what? Three successes. Three successes. Yeah. Okay, you also managed to make a really good impression, which is good because the lion leadership at this winter court is stacked. There's some high-ranking players. Oh man, it's him. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh no, it's him too. You meet representing the lion at court this year is the champion himself, Akoto Toturi. Um, and he's young. He's probably, I'd say, maybe in his early 20s. Um, very young for a clan champion, and you've heard a lot about him. Uh, everything that's been going on with the Lion Clan War, he's a name that comes up frequently as as the person leading the clan. Um, and he's, uh, he's quiet, and he's respectful, um, and he, uh, he's very courteous to you. You also meet Ikoma Ujiaki, who you've actually met before. Um, he is the daimyo of the Ikoma family, and um, he uh, he has a bit of a reputation for being brash, we'll say. Um, but you've you've met him before, actually. Where would I uh, remember him from? Well, so uh, was it the Yoshi Styles one we did? So. Hey. Wasn't it? More or less. Yeah. So what happened was your previous lord, who uh -huh. was one of the provincial daimyos in the Lionlands, yeah. his lord was Ujiaki. So Ujiaki is like your lord's lord, and you probably you would have met him before. Uh, okay. He's the head of your of the Ikoma family, which is the family that you are mm -hmm. legally a part of. Yeah. Um. You've met him before, and then mm -hmm. finally is Matsu Tsuko who is the daimyo of the Matsu family. And um, she also has a reputation for being brash, we'll say. 
So, you haven't met her, though, before this. Can I do tributaries of trade? That's the one where you, like... Give a gift, yeah. I, like, yeah. I could roll and see if I could give him a gift that I already, like, thought I had. Or I already had before or whatever. Yeah, that would be great. You could definitely do that. All right, tributaries of trade. Uh, once per scene as a scheme and support action, you may make a TN1 commerce water skill check to establish that you acquired a chosen item earlier. From a narrative standpoint, you procured this gift during your last opportunity, blah, blah, blah. You already had it. Uh, effects. If you succeed, you produce an item with a rarity less than or equal to one plus your bonus successes. You must still pay the price of the item. Uh, and I'm assuming you want to use this and like give it as a gift to somebody? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and make a TN1 commerce water check. And then we'll compare that to the rarity of whatever you want to sell, whatever you want to give. Uh, two successes and two strife. Okay, so I believe that means you can give her, um, or you can give away a item up to rarity one, which isn't very high. Hmm. Rarity one is uh, like common clothes. There might be some trinkets you could give away. If you want, you could just say you have some kind of like thoughtful gift that yeah. maybe doesn't mm -hmm. cost a lot of money, but you know, was nice. Yeah, a trinket or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Uh, what do you what do you want to say you have, and who are you giving it to? Um, I want to give it to Ujiaki. Ujiaki. I want to give it to Ujiaki. What do I know about him? Like, what would be something that I would probably remember about him? Ujiaki loves military history. Mm. Uh, loves stories. He loves anything revolving around the history of his clan. Uh, military tactics. Uh battles from Rokugani history, anything associated with that. I got him a sick uh, a vintage book about a, it's a really old war. What I give him. Okay. Kind of like a journal or something yeah. from that? Mm -hmm. uh, okay, I'll say Okyomo Ujiaki is uh, impressed. He likes it. And he says, I've heard good things about you, um, Kenshi. And he tells you, uh, let's see here. He goes back to that, uh, out speaking in terms of meta, he goes back to that first Yoshi tales that we did. Mm -hmm. And he says that he's, uh, heard about your valor, um, representing the lion clan. And he's also heard about, uh, how you, uh, fought well and represented the lion on the field of battle and that he was excited to meet you. It's an honor meeting you too, sir. Thank you. Yeah. How deeply. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give you one glory. Oh, are you wearing resplendent clothes? You got your, yes. your silk on? All right, you get two mm -hmm. glory. Nice. Hell yeah. In the 60s now, boys. <laughs> oh, shit. Although I am going to have you take uh, one strife for the simple fact that you are now Damn. standing in front of the three most powerful people in the Lion Clan. You are You are talking to, like, the heads of the Lion Clan right now. And you're thinking about that that oh, Matsu man. Berserker that you ruthlessly yeah, I got murdered. The, yeah, I got the Berserker in the back of my head pretty much this whole time. That guy you murdered in the forest? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm looking around for that other soldier if maybe he's around. He's probably uh, not, though. He's probably not. Right. Ikoma Ujiaki says, uh, I've heard from Ikoma Mitsunari, who was, who's your lord. He mm -hmm. says that he's heard very, very good things about you from him. Okay, and then finally, we have Burrow, speaking to the heads of the Scorpion Clan. You meet Bayushi Goshu, who is 
a high-ranking courtier for the Bayushi family and for the Scorpion clan living in Otosanuchi. Um, Bayushi Goshu is like, mm, like the lead ambassador for the Scorpion clan in Otosanuchi. He lives there permanently and is the permanent liaison. You also meet Bayushi Togai, who is a high-ranking military general who is attending this year's winter court. You also meet Shosuro Tabaru, who is also a uh, a very high-ranking courtier. And finally, you meet Bayushi Kachiko. She is the imperial advisor, which means she is the personal, basically the personal assistant to the emperor, and she is also Bayushi Shoju's wife. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And they kind of represent the Scorpion Clan leadership here in Winter Court. Okay. I walk in and I'm totally comfortable knowing that they received my letter. I just stride in there and I'm just like, ah, hello, a pleasure to meet you all. I'm very excited for the parade. Yeah. Um, you are speaking directly to the heads of the Scorpion Clan, and Kachiko uh speaks to you, and she says that she was looking forward to meeting you and that she got your letter and that um, she appreciates the the scorpion who can um, has a taste for the finer things, you know? I was very excited to meet you as well, Bayushi Kachiko, and thank you for your kind words. I owe you and your husband a debt that could never be repaid, truly. And she bows to you and says that uh, it's it's her honor to meet you after everything that you've done to represent Rokugan and the Scorpion Clan uh, in your mission beyond the wall, and that she was happy that she gets to meet you here at Winter Court. Everything I do, I do to further the station of our clan. Very good. I got this cheesy ass smile the entire time under my crab mask. Mm-hmm. You just see like my bottom lip, yeah, <laughs> curled up. The Scorpion have all ma- <laughs> have all mastered that like fake smile that you do when you're wearing your mask, mm-hmm. where it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> your eyes you just like squeeze your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So th- you guys are formally introduced to your clan leadership, and you guys are or- are organizing yourselves into the parade of clans. Is Subasa in the parade too? Subasa is yes, because he's going to be attending court, so he's also mm-hmm. with a scorpion. So he went with me essentially. Yeah, more or less. Okay. He maybe was the one who introduced you to. Cool. Yeah. And you guys are organizing yourselves within your clans for the parade, and you're explaining that normally the parade would be going through all of Otosan Uchi when it's held here in the capital, uh, but because of the circumstances of what happened last night and just because of the high alert status that everybody has been on in Otosan Uchi, you're only going to be parading through the Echo Hike, and you're just going to stay out of the lower districts. Um and you guys are kind of assigned a position, more or less, within your respective clans. Burrow, you are placed uh, near the front, actually. You're maybe only like a few spaces behind, like, <laughs> Kachiko and Goshu, all right? Everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs> uh, Kenshi, you're placed uh, sort of in the middle, more or less. You're placed, respectively, somewhere in the middle. Um, Tomo, you are placed at the very, very end. Hmm. So, yeah. All right, you know, someone, someone's <laughs> got to protect the rear. <laughs> um, and uh, you can tell immediately that this was like, okay, kind of a slight. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is pretty fucked up. Yeah, Taka, you know, he, he pulls the strings. But you know what? You gotta... He uh, ignored the first rule of keeping your uh, friends close, but your enemies closer. Uh, Kuni Akari was actually placed somewhere in the middle, but after realizing that Tomo was somewhere near the back, she refuses her spot in line and she comes and stands next to Tomo. The homie. I, Dang. I, I thank her. She says, we fought together and we'll stand together. I, I bow to her. <laughs> and she kind of laughs a little bit and she says, <laughs> it really doesn't take us very long to start getting enemies here in the capital, does it? Surely does not, but Kuniakari, you've done a very good job of treading lightly, and I could probably learn a thing or two. Which reminds me, uh, getting into line and starting the parade is actually going to trip her anxiety. No. (laughs) She's just trying her best. Anyway, you guys are paraded through the Echo Hike, and it's this huge, momentous occasion. It's the beginning of Winter Court. It's the first day. There's banners. There's flyers. Uh, there's uh, all kinds of people dressed up in these garish costumes. Everybody is wearing their absolute best for court, um, ranging from even even the lowliest of servants who are simply going about their daily routine are trying to best uh, wear their best clothes and impress as many people as they can. And it's this huge celebration. There's musicians. There's artisans out. It's it's a big deal. Um, all of you are going to have to try to represent yourself your best and hold yourself with poise and uh, and show respect towards your clan. So I'm gonna need a skill check. It was like a performance. I'm. I think a performance check would be valid. Hell yeah. I think either like a performance or a culture check. I'll do performance. Okay. About fitness. I don't know about fitness. Yeah, that's all right. I can do a culture check. I'll do performance. Any particular ring you want us to use? You tell me what ring you want to use. I'm going to go earth ring. I'm standing tall and proud at the front of the line, you know? Mm. Okay. I'm just marching steadfast straight ahead. Just that's leading right. the charge. Okay, normally this is going to be a TN3, but since you're using your earth ring and you're going about it uh, a steadfast and uh, patient chest approach. Chest out, chest I'm gonna, puffed. I'm going to say it's a TN2. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to do culture. I, I'm, I'm a little... A little miffed that uh, Taka put me in the back. I'm going to use my fire ring just to kind of show him that I'm not going to stand for his slights. And I'm going to stand tall and stand fierce even though I'm in the back. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that this is going to be slightly tougher because you're trying to actually stand out and not just hold yourself with poise, but actually like try to draw attention to yourself. Uh, I'm going to make this as a TN3. But um, if you want, I'm going to allow you to try to use opportunity to gain additional glory okay and then kenshi what are you uh, gonna do i'm gonna use water just kind of like blend in but not be like you know like blend in too much i guess okay like so just, I'll, I'll say that's yeah. also tn3 so okay. it's gonna be a tn3 for kenshi tn3 for tomo tn2 for burrow all right yeah fuck would my indomitable will advantage apply in this scenario yeah sure heck yeah you only get so many opportunities to use it so i feel like if if it even remotely applies right yeah it's like there's so many banana peels and like (laughs) blue shells trying to knock me down and i'm just like no not today i'm indomitable okay how'd you do i got two successes uh and an opportunity and a strife and i'll just 
Eliminate that strife. Perfect. So I succeed. You succeed. You 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 uh you stand with poison and, and, and you show off really well for your clan. Crab Mempo glittering in the sunlight. Uh-huh. Nice. Blinding everybody that's watching <laughs> us. <laughs> way too shiny. <laughs> I, I polished it vigorously and it is way too shiny. Kachiko glances back at you, she sees how you're conducting yourself and she seems pleased. Yes. I'm glad you are pleased. <laughs> <laughs> Tomo. I I only got uh, one success and two opportunity. So I think I'm I'm getting kind of caught up in all the pomp and the excitement. And I'm maybe... A little bummed out. I'm using the opportunity to really like try and get over the top. And I think that's what sort of causes me to fail. So perhaps I, I get a little too wound up and showing off that I neglect the uh <laughs> i guess the formality with which i should be conducting myself uh okay what do you want to do with your opportunity i want to show off my robes so i'm kind of like flipping them in the wind and <laughs> <laughs> like, like a flag okay um i'm gonna say that you failed by two you have a shortfall of two mm-hmm. which means you're gonna lose two glory okay however You've got some sick robes, and you're trying to show them off, and you're trying to get as much glory as possible from it. So I'm going to say they balance each other out. Okay. Nice. And then Kenji? Uh, three successes, um, one strife, and then one opportunity. And I'll use the opportunity just to remove the two strife because I'm in water. Perfect. Okay, so you passed. Yeah. Uh, the, the, leader, the clan leadership looks back at you and also seems pleased with how you're conducting yourself. What did uh, Taka think of my little display? He doesn't seem impressed. <laughs> <laughs> this fool. Unfortunately, Kuniakari seems um, really out of place. She seems really confused. Um, she doesn't know how to carry herself, and she seems really uncomfortable being in the limelight like this, and she loses to glory. Okay, and you parade around the Echo Hike for two or three hours until you end... Uh, by traveling through the walls into the Forbidden City, and you are brought to a uh, a field in front of the Imperial Palace. These are the training grounds that are usually used for the for the military to practice in the city, um, but they've been converted into a place uh, like a meeting grounds for the Winter Court here. And you're brought in, and one each clan comes in on its own and is placed in a specific location on the fields, and you are brought in front of the emperor whoa sitting on a riser nearest the palace this is it he's seated <laughs> on a majestic riser dark green banners bearing the gold uh, chrysanthemum of the hante blow in the cold wind and as you guys are marching in ide makujin and bayushi kachiko take seats beside the emperor along with the daimyos of the otomo sepun and mia families and the emperor's son a boy of 12 years old and that's kind of like his, that's like his permanent advisorship. Those are like his permanent court. Whoa. Okay. Uh, his most trusted advisors, you can surmise. And are the the Sepun and the Mia other imperial families? Those are other imperial families. Okay. I get the chills. Yeah, I get a little nervous too. Yeah, it's I, him. Everybody. Yeah, this is this is a big deal. Um. I, I'm gonna have everybody take two strife. Oh, just for the fact that this this is a big deal. This is it. 
I mean, so much of what you've learned throughout your entire life is kind of culminating in this moment to just even be seen by the Emperor. And then, one by one, the clans bow to the Emperor, and each samurai is announced. They say a few words and offer a gift. And this whole process takes hours. Hours. Each individual samurai is going to be introduced and say a few words to the Emperor, one at a time. And you guys are patiently waiting your turns until... Tomo. You're called up. Did we get gifts? We got that uh, group gift. The, the painting. Oh, also, yeah. I'm going to assume you guys knew that this was going to happen yeah. and that if you guys want to uh, say you had some, some sort of gift figured out ahead of time. Yeah, we should save that one for when we all go together and, and deliver our stories. Time, yeah. yeah, it's not a bad idea to just have like a treasure trove of gifts to give out. Okay. Um, And then you guys have been looking at what things have been giving out what sort of things have been given out beforehand. Each clan individually gave a really nice gift on behalf of their clan to the emperor. Each individual samurai is giving something nice, but it's not as like elaborate as what like the clans mm. as a whole are giving away. So, okay. Domo, you're called up first All among right. the, th- among the three of you guys. And, um, what do you have and what do you have to say? I step forward. I say, your majesty, son of the heavens, Hante, the 38th of his name, thank you. And I bow very deeply. I go past parallel. I'm thinking... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking... Shows his whole head in his ass. Legs are straight, <laughs> and my head goes down as far as my knees. <laughs> nice. That's low. It's deep. That was beautiful. I saw the bows other people were doing, and I, I knew that I had to bow a little bit deeper. I'm young. My back is still in good shape. I'm spry. I go low. I hold for three seconds. <laughs> and I, I, I come up. Hante the 38th. We were summoned here to present you the tales of our triumphs beyond the wall. And as a gift, I wanted to bring you one of the the crab's most valued assets that we found while we were there, and I present to him a copy of the blueprints of the blessed armor that we found. A suitable gift. Okay, and then you hand that over to um, some some imperial bureaucrat who hands it off to another bureaucrat who hands it off to another person who finally hands it up to the emperor for him to look at. Uh, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a, a skill check for this. Tell me, what skill and what ring are you going to use? Don't mess it up. Everybody's watching you right now. You're standing in front of the Emperor. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, you're basically standing before all of Rokugan. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with what I know and make a, a courtesy Earth check and give him, some of, give him some details on the gift I gave him. Give him some of the knowledge, like let him know the knowledge that the crab gained from going beyond the wall. Okay. And, and introduce myself and and why I'm here and what I've done. And, yeah, make a little courtesy earth check. All right. Going to be a TN3. Sweet Jesus. Roll well. You're going to get, um, you'll get 
or I should say you might get bonus uh you might get something good for bonus successes. Okay. I'm going to use a void point as well. Not a bad idea. I just like to point out that this is one of my most nervous rolls. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you. Those blueprints that you wrote. Did did you write those blueprints? Yeah, I, I think I did. While I was while I was there taking notes on the armor. Okay. Would this be something that your perfectionism would take a hold of? Oh, it it think, probably would. I, I would probably be a little bit uh nervous. I think you would be. I think you are being very perfectionist about uh how you transferred your notes over, how you scribed it all. You're right. I think your perfectionism would take a hold here. Yeah, so that's gonna be three strife. Three right strife. Off the bat. Yep. <laughs> God, please be another success. No. no. I got two successes, two strife, two opportunity. Um, I'm going to use those opportunity to negate that strife because I, I just took a lot of strife from that uh, anxiety of mine. So, yeah, only two successes. So you failed the check. I failed the check. That does mean you gain a void point. Oh, I do. Man. You address yourself and you hand the gift over to the emperor. There's kind of an uncomfortable silence. Nobody says anything, but you just feel the people whispering behind you. And, and you're looking around and you suddenly notice that, oh, oh my God, you, you put your left foot forward when you're supposed to put your right foot. And then you realize that you, you bowed for slightly too long. Damn. It wasn't quite the right amount of time. A little too low of an angle. <laughs> Uh, you you stumbled over you stumbled over your words just a little bit when you're addressing the emperor. Uh, you're sweating and you're starting to notice your your pit stains coming through your kimono. The fine silk is sticking to your body in a really awkward way. Um, but it's showing off my lats, right? I mean, you're ripped. <laughs> you're ripped. That's cool. But um, unfortunately, I am going to have you lose your glory rank. Oh my goodness. Jeez. So how much glory is that? That is seven glory. So you lose seven glory. Damn. Woof. And you suddenly know, combined with what you have been saying about Yasuki Taka, your, your uh, little confrontation you had with him, the confrontation you've had with Ide Makujin, and now finally whiffing it in front of the emperor, you have a, you have a bad feeling about court coming ahead. Dang. It's not a good feeling. <laughs> Kenshi you're called up next mosey on up there very delicately and proud with my chin held high I say Emperor it is an honor and a dream to meet you you are the greatest thing that's happened to this area and you are doing a fine job of what you're doing I wish to record as much as I can about you, and sing the songs to our people. And I give him a, I give him a gift of a song I wrote about him. Okay. This is a song you wrote? Mm-hmm. Would this trigger your delusions of grandeur? Yeah. I think it would. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. So you're going to take three strife. And I'm... Put you up to nine. Yeah, compromised. Kenshi is compromised speaking uh, to the emperor. Oh. Do you what do you do? Are you going to unmask or are you just going to stay compromised? Um, 
be careful what you choose. You cannot you unmask. Can't, you can't keep dice with strife on them, right? When, when you're, you're when you're compromised, it means you cannot keep dice that have strife symbols on them. So that includes successes. Oof. But I mean, if you worst case scenario, you fail the check, you lose your glory rank. It seems like if you unmask in front of everybody here, oh the my first God. day of court, the whole you court is watching yeah, I'm not in front of the emperor. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to unmask. I'm going to just stay masked. Masked, yeah. <laughs> All right. No, I want to know, how does Kenshi act when he is compromised? He is above his strife limit. He is so stressed out right now. What does he do? Mm, I guess I'm like nervously fidget- fidgeting, trying to like, I'm like wanting to reach for my necklace, but I know I shouldn't right now. So I'm very like, just like distraught and I guess shaky, like most of the time, I'm usually, like, the cool guy and everything, but now I'm just, like, very, like, awkward and kind of, like, quiet and, you know, not, like, super full of myself as I usually am. Okay. Don't okay. you have bad gas? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> don't want to trigger his <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Just a little, little toot, you know? Although, <laughs> although if, you, if you do make a water check, I'm going to say that your disadvantage would apply it to this as well. Would it, uh... Well, I'll say I'll say no because there hasn't been any food introduced yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it would. I don't want to trigger your anxiety and your disadvantage when talking to the emperor. That just seems mean. Mm, okay. Well, while you're compromised. Yeah. So what right. what skill and what ring are you going to try to address the emperor with? Well, since I'm using um, it's my passion music. Can I remove three strength? No, because mm-hmm. no. you're not playing it. Well, I have after a check to incite emotion, creating original music, performance, or comp- composition. Okay, something I've wrote. Oh, uh, sure, sure. Yeah. You know what? Wait, is actually isn't your ninja to play for the emperor? Yeah. This is interesting. Yeah, there's a whole lot going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, this this definitely triggers your anxiety for yeah, sure. Hundred percent delusions of grandeur. Yeah. If you make, all right. If you make a performance check with your fire ring. Right. I'm going to say that this is going to be appealing to your ninjo. And I'm going to be saying that you've been practicing for this for a long time. You know, this is this is your ninjo to perform for the emperor. I'm going to say that this is going to reduce the TN by 1. So it's going right. to be a TN2. And if TN2. you if you succeed, you'll remove 3 strife and you might get another award for fulfilling your ninjo. Let's go baby. All right, two successes and two uh, opportunity. Oh my god! Whoa. Oh my god! Even while compromised, mm-hmm. fate wanted Boy, this to slick, happen. <laughs> He's been no. You don't understand. Kenshi has been preparing for this exact moment. He's yes. stressed out of his mind. He is compromised, but man, he's been ready for this. He's been wanting this. Um, okay, this. what do you do with your opportunity? Okay, so since I succeeded, I get to remove the three strife because it was my passion, or no? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I'll let you do that right now. All right, sweet. Then I will use that to perform the task in a flashy way, drawing attention to myself. You you use your opportunity in your firing to mm-hmm. show off even more than you already were. The, the emper- lyrics just hit him. The, the lyrics are perfect. Your mm-hmm. voice was perfect. Your music, your sanction was perfectly tuned. All power chords. This is <laughs> you're just playing three power chords nothing over flashy, and over. Nothing flashy. Yeah. <laughs> um. This is the moment your character's been waiting for. Gain ten glory. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah. Damn. And you have fulfilled your ninja. 
Jesus. Beep. <laughs> I don't do that, but inside, that's what I'm doing right now. You activate the star power. <laughs> yeah. You go into guitar solo. You're at a perfect five note uh, multiplier. Yeah, <laughs> like, lift it up. See the blue just glow. And then, and then, and then you nail the solo to Freebird. You nail it. Yeah, yeah. Whole thing. You um, just 100 percent a Dragon Force yeah, yeah. on or yeah on hyper speed through, through the fire yeah. and flames on, on hyper uh, on hyper speed, bro. <laughs> Everyone is is thoroughly impressed. Including the emperor, take your glory and 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 go and, and leave. And, yeah, and, and don't mess it up. <laughs> oh, man. Take your glory was, and get the fuck out of here. That was intense. All right. How am I supposed to follow Ooh. that? Up, How man? do you follow that? <laughs> That's what every other samurai sitting there is thinking. He I'd just like, he just took it. He, okay, I'd like to imagine I don't go right after no. Kenshi. <laughs> There's got to be the some shitty people right. after in, Kenshi. In, yeah, in my head, I'm, it's going like alphabetical order by yeah command. so she i'm way in the bag even though <laughs> yeah. i'm in the front of the line i get called up like close yeah. to last no you're one you're one of in the grand scheme of things you're one of the last samurai to get called up best for last man but soshi burzu it is your turn all right brought and up to the emperor yeah. you've been you've, you've been parading around the echo hike for like a couple of hours before that you had like an hour conversation with the head of your clan the heads of your clan now you've been seated for hours it takes hours for every single samurai to go up and introduce themselves and in that entire time frame my resolve has not broken i walk up steadily and confidently to the emperor my hands collapsed around my wrist tucked within the sleeves of my robe and i walk out to him i give him a deep grand bow and then say to him emperor hante your majesty oh glorious son of heaven it is a privilege honor and a blessing to stand before you here today i wish to take this opportunity to devote my life to you and the emerald magistrates i vow that i will strengthen this regiment to be the strongest force in rokugan that is humanly possible and i've brought you a gift <laughs> <laughs> and i pull out uh, uh, a kind of like a journal it's basically like a, a bundle of of my haikus that i was writing during the shadowlands adventure where we went to daylight castle and it's like stuff that's like relating to that adventure stuff i was writing while we were going along doing all that i keep all my scrolls so in the time we traveled here i collected a few bound them into a nice little book and i'm presenting that to him i say here is a recanting of our travels a collection of haikus that i have written during our exploits in the shadowlands and the reclamation of shiro haruma i hope that when you read it you feel like you are a part of our party and a part of the glorious events that unfolded during that adventure that's amazing Unfo and it's too bad that i don't think your anxiety applies to your gift <laughs> it doesn't it no doesn't. it doesn't <laughs> i noticed you doing that and i was like i don't think you can fuck me on this one <laughs> <laughs> right uh, okay perfect uh what skill check and what ring are you gonna use i think i'm gonna do composition air because i've like refined this uh collection of my haikus into this like nice nice book it's all pretty instead of just being a bunch of scrolls shoved into my bag very good find it very good okay um yeah i'll make this a tn3 all right i've got 
baby. Three ring die, one skill die. Oh, you got this. You got this. Tricky one. Go, baby. Remember, bonus successes might wield you something good if you roll enough of them. Oh, no. Feels bad, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why did it have to come to this? I fail miserably, and I only want to keep one opportunity and one strife, and I want to use the opportunity in air stance to act subtly to attract minimal <laughs> to attract minimal attention to my efforts while I'm up there. <laughs> yeah, so 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 what happens is you hand your gift over and you made a mistake. You thought you thought that was your book of haikus. But that was actually not my erotic stories. It was your erotic (laughs) stories. Not my erotic stories. No. You accidentally hand over your erotic stories. I knew I shouldn't have bound them in the same leather. That was a (laughs) a foolish mistake. Burrow, lose your glory rank. Ah. Well, at least he can still use it. Uh, also, and and that brings my glory down to 69 <laughs> also uh both burrow and uh tomo gain a void point i don't know if i told you guys to do that uh i gained a void point for my oh for your anxiety anyway for my anxiety uh, can i get another one you know? yeah gain another one wait you, i you, also gain a void point yeah get a void point too you guys oh, you, yeah. you guys whiffed in front of the emperor and the entire winter court gain a void point <laughs> you're gonna need one. sick yeah and you guys yeah, I, I guess I, I just came off a little too overzealous to the to the emperor I was yeah. like going on all about like, emerald magistrate stuff I was so yeah, stupid you, was dumb. you were talking yourself that. up a lot yeah I was dumb and I handed him porn god damn <laughs> I mean who hasn't been there I walked back to my little my spot in the parade and shame you glance over it by Yushi Kachiko she does not look happy with you <laughs> Just hang my head even lower in shame. <laughs> I think the next haiku you release should be <laughs> about shame. <laughs> I was gonna say like yeah. erotic or something. <laughs> not haiku Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Pretty okay, hard as a stone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys sit through hours upon hours of uh, samurai from all of the clans, including the minor clans, coming up, introducing themselves to the emperor having their list of deeds read off about them giving a gift and saying a few words and this takes a long time this takes like all day um the subi do one all right did you roll for him or anything like that uh kind of just i'll roll for akari i I would like to i would like to hear subis too oh would you probably chill i would well i mean we'd see it so i mean yeah yeah okay I was I might be dozing off. I mean, everyone's just looking at me like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> Got my foot propped up like <laughs> He's leaning in his chair. Uh okay. Tsubasa comes up, it's his turn. Um he addresses the emperor by all the correct honorifics and he says, Son of heaven, haunted the thirty eighth, it is an honor to be meeting you. Please accept this gift. And it is a uh, it is a it is a tasteful collection of stories of Shinsei. And he's going to do uh, an air courtesy check. This is going to be a TN3. Let's see it, Subi. Three successes. Subi is just too good at his mm-hmm. job. He's solid. 
And uh, he in, in his air ring, he's going to use his one opportunity to just sort of do it subtly. Basically, he's just going to keep it to the books. He's just going to go up, say a few words, hand the gift over, get off stage. That's it. Done. He doesn't want to go on too long. He doesn't want to blather on about nothing. He just wants to subtly get it over with, but correctly and politely. And he does it. Kuniakari also goes up. Well, but she doesn't give her erotic stories away, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, then at least he'd have the full collection. Yeah. <laughs> From both sides. <laughs> and uh, she comes up, and she's obviously very nervous. Of course, all the samurai who go up are very nervous about it. Um, but she says that it is an honor for her to be there and for her to recount her story of Shiro Huruma and her experiences in the Shadowlands on behalf of the Crab Clan, the Kuni family, and for all of Rokugan. Um, and she hands over a tasteful porcelain figurine. Unfortunately, she does not have very good skills related to this task. <laughs> She's going to use a void point. I mean, she gains an extra ring dice. Yep. And she gets to keep an additional dice. So she's going to do... She's going to use an earth... I'm going to say this is a smithing check. Because she's handing over this figurine that she made herself. Okay. You know? She yeah. made it herself. While you guys were traveling across. Maybe she made it at home before leaving. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. She um, she's using a void point. So she gets an extra ring. This is a TN3. Oh my goodness. She did great. She got four successes, two opportunity, and two strife. She'll use the two opportunity to negate the strife, but she did four successes. She did wonderfully. The Emperor seems pleased, as does the rest of the Crab Clan. Well, lucky her. Good for her. She did use a void point for it. I used a void point too. <laughs> it did me no good. <laughs> and then you guys sit through the rest of the samurai until finally it's evening. And a, a banquet is assembled. Uh-oh, Kenshi. The line, not the lion one, yeah. No. Is it? Yeah. I no, just meant, uh-oh, because You're bad your... gas. <laughs> <laughs> food, food and Kenshi, yeah. bad combo. Oh, God. Good thing I rocked out. <laughs> just my butt trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just his backup band. Yeah. It's all right. Um, so their instrument in the repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are out there, and uh, it's getting dark now. It's starting to get very cold. Tables are brought out along with a huge feast for the entire winter court. Mind you, this court is massive. Winter court is usually between two to three hundred people. This one's massive. It's about five hundred people out on this giant field in front of uh, the imperial palace. Tables are brought out. Um, cushions for seating is brought out candles musicians uh name it and it's out there for everybody and uh, to enjoy this bounteous feast um and so you guys are now sitting with your respective tables uh at, with your respective clans but you notice that sort of the the atmosphere changes a little bit and it's a little it's slightly less formal still very formal but people can get up and move around and talk to whoever they like. It's not like you have to stay, stay seated and only talk to the people next to you. You can kind of get up and talk to who, whomever you like. Um, you guys are, are seated, and um, I'm going to assume that you guys all kind of gather up together. By You guys just naturally are the most comfortable together, and you guys want to s- probably sit with one another, unless you guys don't want to. Yeah, and I mean, 
Are we still sitting with our clans? And it kind of loosens. At first, you are, but it, it loosens up a bit, and people can kind of move around and sit where oh, okay. you like. It's like yeah. a wedding or something. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, think about it like that. Sure. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's right. the situation is still formal. You're still at Winter Court, but it's not like you have to stay where you're seated. Okay. Or like other clans, like kind of just intermixing too. Yes. Or would it be weird? Okay. So it's all the clans weird. are sort of intermixing. People okay. are just talking to each other. I want to talk to uh, Lady Kachiko before leaving the table and say uh, uh, I want to offer her my deepest apologies for <laughs> for blubbering through my introduction to the emperor I could tell that that you had an opinion about it and it did not seem favorable truly I did not mean to shine any sort of uh, negative light on the scorpion okay um it's a momentous occasion meeting the emperor for the first time I was not prepared for it. All right, make a skill check. How how are you going to try to uh, apologize to her? What skill are you going to use to try to apologize and what ring? Uh, uh, courtesy Earth? I feel like I'm being reasonable. I'm just, you know, it's reasonable to, like, be super stressed out meeting the Emperor for the first time. Okay. So I'm just apologizing, saying, you know, yeah, I wasn't my best self. I'll try to be better next time. You know, I got the, I got the, 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 the first meeting jitters out of the way. Okay. Uh, courtesy Earth, that means that this is going to be TN5. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm not going to get that. <laughs> Roll some explosives. Oh my god, I should have chose something else. Let the river it's a flow. scorpion, I should have been all sneaky. Oh my fucking god. I got one success. Three blanks. I mean, she just read your porn, man. Like, it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to recover from that. Uh, okay, well, so this is what happens. Um, she's very curt with you, and she says, you're representing the entire Scorpion clan out here. <laughs> she's like, don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks you straight in the eyes, and, and you're terrified. You're scared of her. She's extremely imposing. The, uh, the, uh, the nice, courteous uh, person that you met just a few hours ago is now like this cold-hearted death stare of a person coming back at you. Uh, and she's like, she says, you have to do better than that. And I will. And that's all there is to it. I promise. Okay. Uh, you failed, obviously, so you're not going to regain any glory or put yourself in a better position with Kachiko. Uh, but you fessed up to your mistake, so I'm going to have you gain one honor. Woo! Silver lining. You guys are seated, talking with yourselves, reminiscing about having just met the emperor, and you're kind of uh, in awe of this scene that is unfolding before you, where some of the most, a lot of the most powerful people in Rokugan are talking to each other and mingling and uh, having a feast with one another. Uh, Subasa comes up to you guys, and he says, "I would, I would like you to meet somebody." And he introduces he introduces you to Bayushi Togai, who Burrow would remember is one of the members of the clan leadership here at Winter Court. Um, and Burrow, you would know who Bayushi Togai is. You've heard stories about him. He's a revered Scorpion general. He's extremely powerful and extremely respected within um, the Scorpion clan. And tons of battles under his belt. He's also has a reputation for being extremely loyal to. Uh, your champion Bayushi Shoju. So he's an extremely well-respected uh, military mind and general among the Scorpion. Um, 
Tsubasa introduces you to, to him, and he says, I would like you to meet my father. Oh! oh and we're gonna, Subi. We're going to end right there. That's gonna what? Be oh, shit. That is fucking tight. Because we never heard, we never knew who his father was, right? Nope. Not even in the Yoshi's Tales where nope. he sort of mentioned it. Damn. <laughs> That's fucking cool. Dang, that is cool. Bayushi Togai, hey? High ranking Scorpion General. Father of Bayushi Tsubasa. Oh, man. That opens up so many other, like. If who's my dad? I'll just say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't who's know if you know dad? your dad. We'll <laughs> talk about who your dad is on the Behind the Shoji, Kayutomo. <laughs> always gotta, like, always gotta try to end it on a bomb. Yeah. That was, that was, at least oh, you have a dad. I'm sorry. Yeah, one. Yeah, low below, man. Yeah, one doesn't know his, or one's dad is dead. The other doesn't know his dad, and the last has a bad relationship with his dad. <laughs> it's a running well, theme in this party. Daddy issues. Yeah, and so that's sad. And so Susa, Susa, he's not Susa, great with his dad yeah, either. He's got some daddy issues. He's got some daddy <laughs> issues. A car it's, either. It's daddy, a car it's daddy. daddy. <laughs> Dude, this whole game is just about daddy issues. <laughs> God. Interesting. We and are, the emperor's like our big daddy. So we are all just projecting. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about our projecting on <laughs> behind the shoji. Oh, the behind the shoji. Well, join our therapy session. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for listening to episode twenty. Twenty. Mm-hmm. Episode twenty of season two of Podcast of the Five Rings. Check out our website, podcastofthefiverings.com, for show notes and links to more content relating to this episode. Subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pot5r for access to two new bonus shows, including the Behind the Shoji After Show and the Yoshi's Tales bonus show, and other exclusive patron-only content. Please leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts and like and subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever, all of them. You can tweet at us at Pot5R on Twitter and follow us on Instagram at Podcast of the Five Rings. We even have a subreddit that you can check out and contribute to at r slash pot5r and a lively discord server that we like to hang out in and chat with all of our fans uh, and you can find the link to join that by going to podcast of the five rings.com i want to shout out our friend dylan nunez for making all of our cool art for our show and shout out brandon spain for helping us make music for a lot of our episodes you guys are the best. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank yeah. you, guys. Um, anyone else have anyone they want to shout out or anything they want to say or I, anything at all? Yeah, I got a shout out. I want to shout out Heath for buying a house. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shout out Heath. What a move. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Big homeowner. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, fucking homeowner. Mm-hmm. Everyone's moving on up. Moving, moving on up. up. I want to on up. shout out Logan helping me build a fence. Yeah. Fence boys. Yeah. Manual yeah. labor. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Woo! fun stuff. That was the first fence for both of us. Yeah, I was first. I've put up like a fence post here and there, but I've never. And Tomo's put up a whole wall. Uh, Tomo but, put up a whole know. ass wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that we, the fence we put up in your yard is kind of like our Caillou wall. It is like our Caillou wall. <laughs> 
maybe some, couldn't like, crab ornaments for it, it couldn't hold back the taint but you know <laughs> but it'll hold back like a dog the, or something it'll hold, it'll back, hold back the demons of it'll tower hold, district yeah it'll exactly. hold, back, hold back the tower rats <laughs> yes <laughs> it will shout out to the fans um thank you for coming to the first day of winter court with us yeah yeah, yeah. thanks we're for finally sticking. here we're finally here guys thanks for sticking with us Dang, Jesus. Yeah, episode 20 Totally. Remember when this season was supposed to be like mostly court and now we're 20 episodes in and it's finally starting. <laughs> I mean, you've had a few court episodes before this one. I feel like all the stuff with Evan yeah. was like, eh, prelude. Of, okay, this is like, this is, come on, this, this is, is like, court. this is like starting line. The gun court. has fired, you and know, and we're about to take a break and the race <laughs> is on. Yeah. Well, I think without further ado, that brings us to the end of another episode of Podcast of the Five Rings. I think it's time to send this one on out of here. What do yeah. you guys think? I'd say I think throw, it's let's, I think it's throw that episode on the grill. <laughs> let's just throw it on the grill. It's it's good to go. It's 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 time to grill, baby. It's time to grill. And you know, we gotta we gotta go. We gotta leave. So bye. 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 See ya. Bye. 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 We're grilling. Time to grill. (laughs) And now, a short story for our daimyo patrons. Fall has come to the sleepy village, and with it, the annual harvest festival. The valley comes to life as farmers work their fields, singing songs and praying to the spirits of the season. A raucous singer marches through the fields, leading his village in song while banging his drum in time to the music. It's the Sealy. His spirited performance gives rhythm and life to the hardworking villagers. One farmer plods through the rough soil, swinging a massive scythe larger than any other the region has seen before. It's Josh B. He times his strokes to match the beat of the music in order to make the work that much less dull. A pair of farmers follow behind him, harvesting the wheat which has fallen in his wake. It's John N. and Hufsta. Work which is normally done by a single person must be done with two just to keep up with the slashing hulk. Another villager grunts and groans as he breaks his back pulling bright red beets from the ruddy earth. It's Giovanni T. He wipes the sweat from his sun-beaten brow, smearing mud and blood from his cut and swollen hands. One farmer breaks from the work song for a moment to admire one of his pumpkins. It's Josh O. The pumpkin is easily ten times the size of any pumpkin he's ever seen before, and probably a hundred times the weight. A priest walks among the villagers, blessing them, and praying to the spirits for a nutritious and bountiful harvest. It's Brent B. He's seen many harvests, and he's confident this must be one of their richest. A man from the village walks on the outskirts of town, picking golden yellow apples from trees overburdened with fruit. It's Evan S. His hands and feet are calloused from climbing to the tops of trees where he claims the best apples can always be found. Meanwhile, beneath a particularly shady tree hidden away from sight sits an idle farmer, lazily munching away on a pear. It's Jason F. He's done enough work for the day, he reasons to himself, 
juice running down his hands. The village elder sits in the center of town telling stories to the youngsters who are too little to help with the work. It's Loop. Wonder and awe flash on the children's faces as the elder recounts fables from his own youth. The farmers of the quiet community toil away in the midst of a muggy autumn day, united by work and song and blessings of the earth. If you enjoyed this short story and would like to be included in the next one, then become a Daimyo patron on patreon.com slash pot5r. Thank you for listening.